episode 123 for December 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They're your friendly neighborhood comic shop online. They have discounts that start at 38, and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example for this episode is Amazing Spider-Man number 655. The issue description says that Peter takes a promise that even he might not be able to fulfill. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Welcome back, Crawl Spacers, to our December Christmas edition show, and our gift to you is Zach Joyner to come back <laughs> from SpideyDude.com in the house. Welcome, sir. It is good to be back. August, it is very good. Was that the last time? I believe so. Wow. And a little update on you. You're going back to school, and you're uh, going to be uh, studying and getting a degree, and your hours are going to change a little bit, so you're more likely to be on the show, correct? Hopefully. We're crossing our fingers. Yes. Crossing <laughs> fingers. And we have a uh, web goblin, I don't know, George. <laughs> no, not George. J.R. George, I get them confused. They're both on the show. George, welcome to the show. You're filling in for Mr. Bailey and Stella today. Thanks. And if uh, if Spidey Dude is our Christmas gift, then uh, I'm keeping my receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. George is from okay. the, uh, the Fight Club Forum, which he says I never go to, but you and I are fighting in it right now. You wouldn't be there if I hadn't challenged you, Brad. That's true. <laughs> no, I like the forums. I, I enjoy that section, but uh, I just don't do it as much as I like. You, you, I'm, I have Black Panther, and who are you fighting? Some chick that Lady has, Shiva has Kung Fu. What? Who is this gal? Lady Shiva? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. She's got more skill than Batman. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> no, when Batman, because Batman... When, when, when Bane broke Batman's back to go get retrained after he healed up, he went to Lady Shiva and said, please, please make me, you know, hard again. Okay. And, well, in, in a street fighting term, not in a, hey, what, man, when's the last people? When's the last date people can vote on this fight? Uh, I think December 14th. December 14th. Okay, if I get this show out before... You're, then... you're, you're, you're ahead right now. Hey, dude, anybody who actually knows DC knows that basically you don't have a prayer right now. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, drum up support wherever you want to go. That's fine. And, and I'll and I'll say this. I mean, this is one of the few fights where if I lose, I'm cool because I think T'Challa is awesome. So awesome. And and I didn't mention it on the last show, but George is our official fill-in. And and when anybody's sick, they catch something, some STDs or anything. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that's why yeah, he's usually filling in for me. <laughs> exactly. If, you, if, you, if you've got a hole, I'll fill it in. Oh my God. All right. Speaking of holes, Kevin Cushing is in the. No, just, <laughs> Kevin's on the line from the Crawl Space webcomic and the Jeff Johns podcast, which I'm going to be on again on this Monday. Yes, absolutely. That's because he wrote like ten Marvel books. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And if I can have Brad Douglas on a podcast, by God, I'll do it, whether it makes sense or not. There you go. <laughs> and we have Jr. from SpideyKicksButt.com. Jr., have you gotten all your Christmas shopping done yet? Of course not. Christmas is a humbug. Oh. <laughs> Any, uh, all a humbug. Hello, Ebenezer. And besides, I didn't know you were on Zach the call. Is our, if Zach is our Christmas present, is, does that mean he's like the equivalent of the infamous fruitcake or something? <laughs> well, that's a given. It? I, I never die. This is why he doesn't come on the show. We we bust his chops right at the top. That's I tell you what. Uh, is Spencer within earshot? Yes. 
Okay. I was going to ask you what you got Spencer for uh, a Christmas present. Well, actually, we haven't really been we haven't really been shopping yet. It's uh, been a, a problematic uh, couple of weeks here. So I was thinking if he, any spider related gifts. Oh, more than likely, yes. All right. Well, uh, we Zach and George have to bow out after an hour or so. So uh, we want to get all as me talk. No, I'm here. I'm here until uh, I'm here for like a couple hours. Okay. But we want to get the reviews out of the way first so we can hear Zach's two cents because, man, he hasn't been able to speak out. I imagine he would love to. We're going to start with Amazing 647, which is wrapping up Brand New Day. Uh, the crap up. Uh, we're going to start with the, the, <laughs> the first one, Another Door by Fred Van Linty and Max Fiu Mama uh, on art. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Mama, isn't that? Fiu Mama? Yeah. Mama. That's, wow. <laughs> I think Slot said that on Foam Spring. Fee you, Mama. Uh, <laughs> this this one, uh, this one uh, basically he uh, Spider-Man is after the the driver. Is that what the guy's name is? Overdrive. Sorry. Uh huh. And uh, he gets a Halloween costume, etc., and goes after him. Thoughts on it, Zach? Uh, pro. Um, yes, sir. The artwork was not bad. I was expecting uh, the, he's really grown as an artist. I, I couldn't stand his artwork on Grim Hunt, the backup issues with Kane. That's Kane. the same dude. Yeah, it's the same dude. Am I am I wrong? No, I, I think you're right, dude. The one uh, he also did Raven? the uh, the uh, Rhino issues. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think he's greatly improved as an artist. You can see how how much more improved. Um, the little homages are a little annoying. Like the opening splash page, which is a, a direct homage to the uh, "Shut the f up and give me your money." <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I could resist. <laughs> yeah, no. I know the irony of that statement. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, one giant con. <laughs> What's a con? Carly <laughs> Cooper. Oh yeah. Uh, psychotic Carly Cooper. Um, yeah. I mean, damn. I, I've known a, a girl. A time or two to go psychotic on somebody, but damn, um, this was just this was just awful. I mean, yeah. how is it that you're you're sitting there, you're trying to portray her as the perfect angelic figure for Peter Parker to be with, and then you have her completely go ape shit crazy in the same story? I, I just I don't understand it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give this this part probably a B. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I like Overdrive. I didn't mind it. You know, the Spidey Mobile was genius. Oh, I I agree. That was really cool. Um, so, you know, that wasn't bad to, for me, at least. So, okay, uh, let's do Kev. What's your opinion on the first story in this book? Uh, holy crap! It's I've got a lot of cons here. <laughs> I think the only the the pro that I pulled out of it was JJJ Sr.'s line about the wizard was hilarious. <laughs> I did actually laugh at that. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Right from the beginning, why is there a menace mask in a Halloween store? I mean, I don't think it's realistic that you're going to be selling masks of the supervillain who killed a mayoral candidate for kids <laughs> to dress up as. <laughs> well, well Kevin, Kevin, how else are they going to hide the brand new villains? Because no one else is. Um, Which, you know, it's not much better to have Harry dressed as Dr. Octopus for many reasons, but at least he makes a 
bad line about irony, which I don't buy, but at least they acknowledge it. Um, Overdrive says Mr. Negati, Mr. Negati, wow. Uh, Mr. Negative <laughs> has a bounty on him. Weren't they both working for Dr. Octopus in Origin of the Species? Weren't they in the same fucking room? When did Mr. Negative put this bounty on Overdrive, and why wasn't he able to collect on it himself last arc? And that makes no sense. Josh Bertoni's not on the show this month, but he said that in a previous issue, they already caught Overdrive. Uh, it was in Origin of the Species that caught yeah. him, but uh, that I can at least forgive because yeah. they make mention of... You know, any cop car they toss him in, he can just soup up, which is why they toss him <laughs> on a horse at the end, which is kind of amusing. Yeah. But, can, I, can, I mean, play I, devil, can I play devil's advocate for just one quick second here? Go ahead. And, and I'll try to speak for Steve Wacker. Um, I'll, I'll channel Wacker here for a minute, and I will say that, you know, continuity is a noose, and you really can't expect them to be hindered to it, especially when it's their own. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's, uh, that's the Marvel line, and so, I'm sorry. Continue. So what's, what's your grade for it, Kev? My, well, I do want to also mention Carly Cooper is an incredible fucking bitch. Yeah. And damn. And also, the only person Peter has chemistry with in this story is Mary Jane. Why aren't they together again? <laughs> so, I'm giving this a grade of a D. Big fat D. Alright. Yeah. George. Alright, um, I'm not going to comment on all the other stories, uh, in here, just because, I mean, I started to read, like, the one, whatever, which, which one it was following this when I was at my friend's house reading this stuff. Mm hmm. And I was like, yeah, I just don't live this long. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I, I, you know, I like this story. You know, when it started out, one of the few things that I thought that they did right in the brand new verse, and one of the things that I actually did like, I, I like that rhino story. Mm-hmm. Remember where you had the yeah. rhino and the rhino's girlfriend and everything? And I like that they, that we had that here. I liked that at the beginning. I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of cute. I mean, I was like, well, not cute, but I mean, it was, it was actually kind of sad. It's one of the few legitimately sad moments. Oh, this brand new verse thing that doesn't feel like it's ham-handed or hitting you in the face of the frying pan. You know, so, did anybody remember her? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the Oxana thing? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, then we get into, into Carly Cooper being a bipolar psycho, <laughs> which I guess since Michelle's leaving the stories, they need someone to fill that role. Um, <laughs> so we've got, you know, we've got her, and, and it's like, I don't know, it's like it, it's like she's almost filling a Deb Whitman vacuum or something, isn't it? Yeah. She, you know what I mean? Looks actually like Deb Whitman a lot in this story. Yeah, she does. And then there's yeah. that one. There's that one picture when they're in the costume shop, and, and there's this like close up of her face, and it literally makes her look psychotic. Yeah, she looks like Chucky in that scene. I think you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, she kind of does. She kind of, yeah. but she, but you know, she's she's perfect for Peter. Apparently, the perfect girl for Peter is one who's going to throw a shit fit in the costume mm-hmm. store over the littlest goddamn things. Is going to show up, you know, at a party and act like a complete douche. The quote is, uh, what am I to you, Peter? Your girlfriend, your buddy, what? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. He should have yelled at her, no, you're a forced editorial mandate. <laughs> 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 Named after the editor's daughter, you know. Um, then, then he saves, uh, the, then he saves the annoying dog girl from, uh, Snakes on a Plane from Overdrive. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, dude. Snake, I mean, little dog. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's totally the girl from, yeah. Think, I know, thought it was a playoff play. of Paris Hilton, but... Well, you know what? And, and, and this morning in the shower, when I was lathering myself up, um, <laughs> it, it occurred to me what's what's wrong now with this. And, and, and we have it here with him saving this girl. You know, and I mean, he's saving her life for all she... I mean, for all she knows, she's been thrown into the trunk of a supervillain's car. In real life, even somebody as dim as this woman is, you know, they would be freaking out. 
they would be freaking out and they wouldn't be saying, oh my gosh, carry me face up, carry me face up. And so I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm like, okay, we've gone from, well, here's the analogy, okay? There's the analogy I came up with as I was, you know, like lathering yourself up. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we got that. <laughs> we've gone, we've gone from Batman. Remember like Tim Burton's Batman, which was like, you know, it was, it was, it had a nice dark tone. You know, it, it was a comic book movie, but it still took itself a little seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and then we've gone from that, which is, we'll say that was the normal for what Spider-Man used to be. Not in tone, but just like a normal, you know, like for storytelling, you know, here's, here's the status quo. But we've gone from that status quo into Batman 4, where everything is cartoonish, everything is over the top, no, you know, people don't act like people on the streets, you know, people are, are you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's, a, it's a character. Yeah. It's, it's gone from, Straight up storytelling, and you know, and people being in crisis situations. To everything is a joke. Everything is a parody. You know, and yeah. we get to see that later on in the next issues too. I mean, even with Slot. Yeah. So and so it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like they even take it really seriously anymore. And when everyone's joking, including the people who are in peril. I, I, seriously, I mean, that's what is that? You who know? knows? Anyway, so um, what's your grade on that one? My grade. Um. I'm giving this one. I'm giving this one a C minus. Okay. Uh, you, you had that nice MJ moment, but like Kevin said, you know he should be kissing MJ and and not this psychopath dressed like Felicia in this kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Jr. Wow. This. Um, you know, it, it, it. I didn't really hate this story, but there's just so many little things that just bug me about it. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm disappointed that it came from Van Linty because, you mm-hmm. know, with his first story, the chameleon story, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just so many little things. I mean, for one, you know, Peter says they're making Halloween costumes of me now. Maybe I should get uh, royalties or something. They've been making costumes of Spider-Man forever in the series. I mean, he's even yeah. borrowed some. You know, when his when his old one gets ripped up, I mean that yeah. that's a that's just a dumb. Remember when up? he went down to Mexico with Wolverine and Ned Leeds? He had the die spine on the back or whatever it was. Yeah, he went to Europe, I think. Oh, Europe, that's right. Yeah, yeah. On, I mean, there've always been. Well, we you know he was going to Cena last time, calling out for you, George. So uh, I just like saying his name when he's lathering up. <laughs> you know. And, and then Peter says, you know, Harry's vanishing because he's hiding from Norman. You know, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, Norman's got spies everywhere. Norman has got to know that Sta- that Stanley is not his kid. So what's the point, you know? And we brought back Harry from the dead, so why is he vanishing now? Maybe it's a little premature to comment on that, you know, because he, he'll probably come back. Um, you know, Peter can't differentiate from between Felicia Hardy, who he slept with, and someone wearing a cheap black cat costume and wig <laughs> i i mean you know if someone if someone in you know if someone walked up to me wearing a uh, a brown hair you know uh you know wearing a brown wig and said hi i'm your wife i think i would know the friggin difference you know mm-hmm. um that that was dumb um aunt may is miss america was just creepy <laughs> I just <laughs> creeped me out. I mean, uh, like Kevin, I thought the wizard joke was funny, but I, I just, you know, Aunt May running around in that, that costume was just, yeah. So, you know, um, I did like Vin's higher power, though. I did like that. Um, oh, God. But, you know, and, and then Carly snapping at Pete. I mean, it, it it's like if getting, you know, we're bringing up Deb, Whit- Deb Whitman. If Deb had snapped at Peter like that, that would have made sense. 
mm-hmm. because you had like a buildup. I mean, you had Peter constantly <clears throat> leading her on, then dumping her, giving her mixed signals all the time. I mean, Peter truly did treat her rather poorly. But with Carly, it's there's no there's nothing that builds up to this moment that she should feel this way. I mean, there's been the storytelling has been so disjointed that you don't. It's not like a, it's it's still like a well, where did that come from? Um, so it's just been uh, it, it, this was just a really weak story, uh, and I have to uh, I have to echo George uh, and give it a, a C minus. It, it just really was um, yeah. just very bleh. Uh, I'll give it a C plus. Uh, I liked I thought it was pretty witty with all the costume changes. I loved Peter as J. Jonah Jameson with the little brush on top of his head and a little mustache. I thought it was. Uh, funny to have MJ dressed up as Jackpot after, like, duh. <laughs> and, um, what was the other costume? Oh, Flash Thompson and the Spider-Mobile was freaking hilarious. I mean, that just made me laugh really hard. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's just, no one cares about Driver or the Overdrive or the Screwball or whatever the hell the guy's name is. So that part was anticlimactic, but I thought it was kind of funny. Spider-Man getting a Halloween costume and putting it on again—that's that's a gag that's been done before, and um, I think it's all right. But but the Carly Cooper is the biggest downfall from the whole damn thing, where she's just a raving lunatic, and there's no way that the writer wants the reader to enjoy that character. It's a forced character that they're trying to shove down our throats, and she's just awful. So C-plus out of me, mainly because of the witty costumes at the end. And God damn it, Brad, she's perfect yeah. for Peter. Why can't you see it? Everyone else <sighs> does. Because Marvel says everyone else does. I, I, I still think they're trying to shove one of, one of them down our throats so they can get back to Mary Jane. I, that's still my theory. You, you uh, are living in a dream world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next story is about Vin and Harry Osborn, and Vin's got the goblin tat on his arm, or, or uh, underneath his... Wait, what do you call that section? It's your arm, but underneath your arm. Forearm. Forearm. <laughs> your forearm. Bone? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the anatomy of crawl space. Uh, JR, this is goblin-related. What do you think of Harry putting a smack down on Vin Gonzalez? Well, I... I don't I, study anatomy with you, by the way, Brad. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, JR. Uh, there was uh, one line in this story that really sunk the entire thing for me. Sunk? And, be, and being predictable like I am, I will admit to being predictable, I bet you can probably guess what it was. Don't threaten an Osborne at his own damn party? No, 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 no. Because no, no. I like that line. I yeah, bet I can no. guess. Yeah, what, I, what you I can go weeks without thinking about Normie. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he says... I, you know, here's the line, you know, next thing you know, and I'm just being honest here, I can go weeks without even thinking about him. Okay, who wrote this? Was it uh, Zeb, Zeb Wells. Wells? He must not be a parent. I'm sorry, he must not be a parent. Now, I will give you the fact that Harry's memory is probably Swiss cheese, okay? Uh, I mean, I could have brought in about how he was a really nurturing parent and spent a lot of time with Normie or whatever, and, and I can say, well, you know, maybe he's lost a lot of that. Particularly if he had a seizure at the end of, you know, Spectacular Spider-Man 200. Probably if he had a stroke or a seizure, there went a lot of memories right there. Um, and no telling what Norman did to him while the, while the kid was in Europe. But, you know, Harry, it's like Harry's, but, you know, so Harry says he goes weeks without thinking of his kid. And it's like he's okay with that. You know, it's not like he, 
that should if if he truly does go weeks without thinking about him, that should torture him, you know. And it's like, I mean, so what, Harry? You're not going to try to rebuild your relationship with your son? <laughs> you're just going to go? You go? Oh well, I've got another kid. I'm going to go run off and treat him okay, and I'm going to let the you know tell the other one to go to hell. Now, I, it, I I can't describe how stupid this is. How utterly, and I know that nobody and nobody who doesn't have kids likes to hear somebody rant and rave about what it's like to have kids, but. This is there is no way to justify this comment, uh, and it sinks the entire story. I give it an F. Oh, I thought you would have liked that one. No, but, uh, no you had that, a good you had the, a good justification why you hated it though. I agree. That was an absolutely stupid, unrealistic, un and it was a moment unworthy of the character. That's yeah. like that's Norman Osborne talking. That's not Harry Osborne talking. Yeah, you know. Norman, I could see Norman saying something stupid like that, and even then, that wouldn't be totally true. But you know, but but not Harry. Um, no, the bad moment. All right, gang, real quick, uh, pro con grade. George, did you read this one? Dude, I didn't read any of the backups. Okay, we'll skip you on that one. Uh, Spidey dude. Um, I want to give. Uh, I I like this story. I'm not I'm not JR, so um, I'm not gonna complain too much. Uh, I do agree that the, the line was nonsensical, but uh, it didn't completely ruin the story for me. I love the part where he's beating the crap out of me, like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was a good line. Uh, so I'm I, I, I like not it. my father. I'm not crazy. Come on. I need you to look at me, buddy. See? No crazy. <laughs> Bam! Bam! <laughs> Whack, actually. The whack. Uh, yeah. Whack. Um, the whacker. Uh, sorry. Whack. Oh, nice. Um, I, you What's know, your... the artwork was okay, so I'm going to give this a solid, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. Kev. Yeah, the story actually gave me a hell yeah feeling, um, <laughs> and I had actually given it an A, but JR makes a very good case. I'm going to take it down to a B plus for that. Uh, I was pretty much, I, I was more B territory. I'll take it down to a B minus, and I agree with what JR said. There's no way you can't go weeks without thinking of your kid. But, uh, I just liked Harry being a badass and kicking the shit out of Ben Gonzalez. Very nice. Next story is written by, it's about, uh, J. Jonah Jameson putting some new regulations in New York City. And, do I even see a credit? Who wrote the book? It's, uh, written by Bob Gale. Bob Gale and art by Kessel. Um, who haven't we started? Spidey Dude, start off with this one. What do you think of Spider-Man uh, trying to help the city, but regulations get in his way? <laughs> Classic government bureaucracy. I yep. love it. Um, you know, I love the artwork. The artwork is an A-plus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, can we get this guy to do, do amazing instead of Humberto Ramos? <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> um, and just, to me, the artwork... Uh, was fun, light. Uh, I actually, again, liked something by Bob Gale, which was odd. Um, I'm going to give this a solid B. Okay. <laughs> I know. Um, there's, a, you know, uh, nothing terrible about it, but nothing fantastic about it. So, to warrant the A. Kevin? Uh, I disagree. There was a lot terrible about it. Um, <laughs> going to take my time instead of a pro and a con to do two cons. Uh, first, <laughs> first is good lord. Are there any other municipal workers you want to completely insult and degrade? That was 
to the point of ridiculousness. I'm not saying that, you know, this kind of thing doesn't happen, but you're, you're casting these people just, you know, they don't care about anybody. They want donuts and overtime. That's, that's <laughs> crap. Uh, and the second is wow. that Spidey leaves JJJ and the driver bleeding to make a point. Give me a break. This one gets an F minus. Wow. Uh, JR. Uh, I, you know, I have to agree with uh, what Kevin said about, uh, I mean, we all know, we all know about union padding and feather bedding, and we all know about, you know, uh, people who get on municipal payrolls. But you know what? Every municipal employee is not, not like this, you know? Um, and, and, and this type of story has been done to death. I mean, we, you know, like I said, this is nothing new. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, hero runs, you know, hero fights, you know, tries to fight, you know, do good, but aha, the bureaucracy trips him up. That's, that, that's been done, told, old, um, you know, C minus. Okay. Uh, next one is about Nor, oh, well, uh, I'll give it a D. I really didn't care for it. Uh, Kevin had a great point about, don't let the guy. Am I in a bizarre world? Why? Well, you've been. Nobody else did. You've been. No, no. I gave it a. I, I agree with Kevin that it was all, the, about the the guy bleeding and him going to talk to the you officer. Bleed. I bleed. Anyway, I just didn't really care for it. I see what he was trying to do, but damn. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, Nora's last stand in New York City by Joe Kelly. Uh, I'll make a comment off the top. At the very bottom left panel, I thought that was a girl until someone said, "Hey, Peter." <laughs> My Wait a goodness! It's Joe Kelly, and the title is Nora's Last Stand. Yeah, Nora's Last Stand. So the title is Nora's speak. Last Night in NYC. Oh, Nora's Nora's Last Night in NYC. I apologize. Okay, I was about to say. I, I was about to say. I guess for Kelly, we should be lucky. It's not Nora's One Night Stand. <laughs> 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 okay, this one. What the hell is this one about? Uh, Nora Winters goes around with Spider-Man, and the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jr., what do you think of this artwork? Oh, it's awful. It's horrible. To- totally inappropriate for Spider-Man. It just, it, 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 this is one of those stories that you, you know, talk about happening in an alternate, alternate dimension. You know, you just don't feel it's a real story because the art is just so out of whack. So. F, I guess, out of you, or what do you like? No, I wouldn't say an F, but you know, again, Nora, Nora, I like the idea of Nora Winters, but it doesn't seem that whoever writes her really can find her, her voice. You know, she just comes off as very obnoxious and unlikable. Uh, there's the there's the seed of a good character in there, but uh, you know, I, I, nobody really seems to have have captured it yet. So uh, this uh, gets a D from me. Mm-hmm. Kev, this ought to be good. <laughs> the title sure didn't deliver on its genuinely exciting promise, did it? <laughs> um, uh, my two cons for this one. First, I could not read the panel that had Greta, the homeless puking woman, in it. I, I she was I, in there. Yeah, there was that panel where Spider-Man has fallen out of the sky and Nora's there, and holy crap, uh, Greta is peeking out from a garbage can, saying like "Webface Man" and Spider-Man. Had Ghost a, of Charlotte Heston be Charlton Heston be praised. It's Webface Man. I'll be. I, I thought that was yeah. the lizard. That looks like the lizard. It I thought does, it was Oscar it? the Grouch. I didn't but know. But he Spider-Man specifically says Greta. That's and it, Joe Kelly wrote that story with her in it before, and he's writing this uh-huh. one. Uh, but the point is, I couldn't read the freaking panel. I, I think I finally figured out how the conversation was supposed to go, but I still couldn't put the balloons in the proper order for it to make any sense. Uh, and that's that's just really, really bad lettering. And my second major con is, when the hell does this take place? 
why is he having breakfast with Nora every day when Carly is saying she never gets time with him and he's supposed to be wanting Carly? And why is she talking about him taking photos when he's supposed to be blackballed from taking any photos? And even in the next story, she mentions he can't take photos. So the t- temporal placement of this story makes no sense, and it's bad. So I guess it's <laughs> a grade of what the F. <laughs> this probably was left over from the Web of Spider-Man solo book or... Amazing Spider-Man Extra or something, and they wanted to cram it in there before all this. It sure up. doesn't fit here. Yeah, that no. that would make sense. That would make just something that they had that they just needed some filler. Yeah, so they could charge you more. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jr. Oh, no, Jr. Didn't read it. Uh, George, no shit. <laughs> I'm getting Jr. Already talked. George didn't read it. Uh, yeah. I think so. Zach. Zach. Zach, what do you think, sir? Um, crap. F. Alright. I, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm with you for an F2. I mean. Okay, can I just say something? Do you guys see the recurring theme on here so far? What, what I think only one of you has actually liked something, yeah. I mean, well, no, two of you have liked. Well, we like that. Stories, that but everybody else is like, D, F, crap. And I'm like, this is why I don't bother with them. Yeah. Well, I like. Uh, there's. Well, just wait a minute. I liked the first story and the second one. All right. We got a good one coming up. Just wait. Okay, Jameson, right. Turn on the Dark, the musical. Oh, God. Uh, well, I don't even think that was a story. Wait a minute. So it's a, it's a one-page joke ad that was a fun joke, but I'm not giving it a grade. Okay, then the next one is about... I, I'll give it a grade. Um, F, just like the damn musical that it's based off of. Oh, here it is. American Hero by Mark Guggenheim about Flash Thompson in an alley kicking ass with Spider-Man coming to rescue him. Uh, Zach, we haven't heard from you starting off. What do you think of this one? Okay. Um, loved it. This was yep. probably my favorite backup of the book. Uh, I always like um, when Guggenheim writes Flash because he writes him as a very real person. And I think I think this is supposed to take place not long after he received that Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think it's really well done. Uh, there's a, such respect in the in in the writing. For both characters, there's no, there's no goof. You know, there's a little bit of goofiness, but there's. I mean, I just, I, I felt the ending was profound when he yep. said uh, that respect thing goes both ways. Um, I, I just, I, I liked that. I thought that was a great way to end the story. And so I'm going to give this. I'm giving this an A because this was my favorite of the book. Okay, A minus out of me. I agree with that last line. Made the whole story. Uh, Kev, your thoughts. Uh, honestly, this is the Spidey story of the year. Uh, the, it was fantastic for all the reasons mentioned. I give it a triple A. Nice. Because much like the real world triple A does with cars, this story saved the entire issue <laughs> and made me feel okay about spending money on it. Five dollars worth? Is that story worth five bucks? Uh, not necessarily, but I'm okay for having bought this issue no. now. J- JR? I suppose I should ask a rhetorical question here, but, uh, Am I an old grouch? I mean, uh, no, no well, you're yeah, not. I mean, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, this, I, I didn't like this story. Uh, I feel guilty about it in a way, but it's kind of like the point I brought up. Lately, every time Flash appears, it has to be a noble story, which is actually why I like a moment coming up in in the next issue with Flash, because it's, you know, it's. Like I said, can he be an obnoxious cripple? Does everything the guy do, everything the guy said, every scene he's in have to be a noble moment? Okay, um, and this is not 
dissing veterans or anything of that nature whatsoever. Um, also, the fact that Spider-Man or Peter Parker, who's known this guy for more than a decade, uh, can't make the distinction between somebody being inspired by him and somebody trying to act like him. The, I, we all know that Peter's guilt complex runs pretty deep, but but this absolutely makes no sense. He knows how Flash is wired. He knows that you know he knows Flash's background and and sometimes the compulsions that drive him and and the things that you know. I mean that you know make him behave the way he does. You know, Flash volunteered for Vietnam. The or well. <laughs> Actually, I think he was drafted because the story took place in the 60s. But he knows that Flash is always being the football hero. He's always had that desire to be the hero, you know. And he would have done this. And as kind of as Flash makes the point, he did probably done this without Spider-Man around anyway. And for Spidey not to know that is uh, to me, it's like you know, Spidey, you need to drop it. You need to call your therapist. <laughs> so uh, I have to give the story a B minus. Okay, last story is by written by the whole Brain Trust. This one's called You Again. It's about the uh, the first that one of the first panels of Brand New Day where Spider-Man is kissing some random girl in the club. That's actually Call- by Slot and Van Linty, though. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that was oh, it is by Slot and Van Linty. I thought that was all writers on that part. Uh, the gal's name is Mia. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Mia, yeah. Flores. Mia Flores. Mia Flores. Uh, Jr., you start this one. I was amused by it. I mean. Uh, you know, I, I, I like sometimes little jokey stories, and uh, I, I like the way they kind of seem, you know, kind of brought her in throughout the the whole brand new day thing. And and I guess the I really like the chameleon moment. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. You know, to me that just was a, a genuinely funny moment. You know, because we all remember that story. We remember, uh, you know, Peter, uh, you know, the chameleon doing Michelle, and then beating the Mary Jane stalker, and. Uh, I, I thought this was a clever moment, so uh, I, I give it a B. Okay. Uh, Zach? Uh, why is it – I'm asking another rhetorical question. Why is it that they can't follow their own continuity for every other story, but they can follow their own continuity for this one? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it was cute, funny, goofy. I'll agree with JR. Solid. I'll give it a C+. Plus. Kev? Well, here we have yet another woman written incredibly unrealistically crazy. I mean, this woman could make Michelle Gonzalez look sane by comparison. I I hated this. I thought there was... I agree that the chameleon moment was cute, which is, you know, little moments like that save it from being a complete F, but I absolutely hated the the idea of it, and I'm sick of seeing all brand-new verse women written as completely batshit insane. I give it a D. Okay. Uh, Why does Stanley not have goblin ears in this story? He's got normal ears. Did you notice that picture where he's lunching for Mia's breasts? (laughs) 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 Mama, mama. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was an okay story. I'll give it a B. I liked how they look for little scenes where they can work the girl in throughout their 100-plus issues. So, overall, I, I... just a hot and cold issue. I, I guess if you rank all the F's and the and the B's and the we had a couple A's. Hell, that's all over the spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how you grade that one. So we'd have to average it to about a C. C minus, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. You know, actually, when taken as a whole, I, I 
when you guys were talking about the Nora story appearing like it was meant for something else, this this issue truly feels like the leftover pile. It's exactly. like holy, yeah. it's like holy cow, uh, we got another issue to print. We don't have any stories. Oh, how about this stuff from the slush pile we didn't think was good enough to put in the first time? So, I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. It was just a grab bag of shit. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're moving on to uh, definitely not worth five bucks. If you paid cover price for that thing, my God. Thank God for Miller and Comics, I'll say that. Thank God. 648, Slot Ramos, uh, part one of Big Time. Starts off with the Ock robots all over the city. And the Avengers going to stop the Ock robots because Spidey leads this one, gets to say Avengers assemble because Ock is his villain. So, um, JR, you're Mr. Big Time. Uh, Let's start with you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. All right, living it up in uh, the big time. Very schizophrenic feel. There were moments I liked, and uh, there were moments that I, I just you know didn't understand. Uh, to go back to a point uh, that I've made about the Flash story, I like the Flash moment in this one because he's being Flash. He's not being the noble hero and, you know, saying profound things and, you know, he's, he's Flash. And, you know, and he would be Flash with one leg or two legs or no legs. And so I like that. I like the fact that Marla Madison is back with Jonah. I thought breaking him up was kind of silly. Uh, I'm glad that's been rectified. Um, I'm glad to see Michelle go. You know, I would have, I would have thrown her a party. Uh, uh, glad, glad to see her go. Um, the um, the whole uh, beginning of the story with the Avengers, uh, you know, to be honest, I would really like to see Spider-Man disassociate himself from the Avengers and the new Avengers because, you know, I, a bit, you know, it's like he's not going to be a significant player. He's there like Wolverine is there to try to boost up the numbers because they have such rabid fans. Uh, it looked like when they were start, when Bendis started the series, it was going to be a truly interesting series, and Spider-Man was going to be an integral part of it. He's just there to sell, you know, com- he, comics, and I, I just wish they would they would divorce him from all that. Um, the the um, Peter looking for a jo- uh, looking for a place to stay again. How long? How many times have we been through this? Uh, Peter looking for. Um, um, Oh hell! What is oh the um, I, and I won't even comment about the the whole. Haven't we been this been, been here with Tricorp thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the horizon, on the That's horizon such an obvious. <laughs> oh my heavens! I mean, is that deliberate or is that yeah. just uh, you know? Uh, I will say um, you know the uh, the art. I mean, this is going to be a long. This is going to be a pretty long grind uh, with Humberto Ramos on this. <laughs> it's going to be tough to get through every issue, but at least his people look more human. I didn't. I didn't notice any simians in this one. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, overall, overall, I've got to give this a, a C minus because really, for something that was. Oh, and I forgot the big, scary-looking guy who's, who's got a grudge against Jonah, which how many villains have grudges against Jonah? Um, for something that was supposed to be a new beginning, there was nothing new in this story. So I have to give it a C-. minus. Two things I wanted to get your opinion on, JR, is one, wow. what do you think of the fart joke with Spider-Woman and Spider-Man? He had a little Taco Bell. He had cut wind. What do you think of that? Doesn't bother me. Okay. What do you think of uh, Mary Jane and Peter laughing at each other at the idea of them getting back together? 
for it to move in? You know, I, a lot of people were bugged by that because <laughs> they thought that that was slot kind of, uh, you know, doing a, a screw you to us, you know. But I, no, I, I understand it actually. I mean, it's just Peter's doing this. He doesn't really want to do it. He's doing it because he's de- he's asking because he's desperate. But he knows it's not a good idea. Mary Jane knows it's not a good idea. And then it occurs to Peter that what a stupid idea it was. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Zach. Mute. Sorry. Sorry. I almost had to walk ahead, outside. Zach's breaking wind. <laughs> I had a little Dr. Bell. So I can see them laughing at the absurdity of the moment. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I don't know. Maybe it was intended as a slap, but I, 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 did, I didn't take it that. I didn't take it that way. Okay. Uh, George, what do you think, sir? Oh, it's definitely intended as a slap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll start off with the artwork here because you know I've, I've always been saying on the boards and here. That, you know, a lot of people don't like an artist style or they don't like this or, or they'll come out and say, oh, you know, they, they suck. They can't draw or whatever. Ramos is, is a really, really big, um. Zach, mute. Okay. And, okay. Um, okay. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. Ramos is a really, really big favorite of mine. I've always liked his stuff. And going into this, I was thinking, you know, does it, does it belong in Amazing Spider-Man? It worked. I thought it worked well when it was him and Jenkins in the satellite tile, mm-hmm. you know. But is it going to work in Amazing Spider-Man? But Jr. And, and Jr. raised, you know, hits on what I was going to hit on, and that is he he's refined. He's pulled himself in here. Yeah. He's tried to make it more straightforward than his normal style. And I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I didn't look at a lot of the PV art because I really don't anymore. But I didn't, so, you know, I wasn't expecting this, but he's, he's tightened it up quite a bit than his normal style. And, and I, I was kind of shocked about, you know, cause I, I expected it to be good, you know, and for me to enjoy the artwork at least, cause I knew I wasn't going to enjoy the issue. Um, but I, I wound up thinking, you know, if, if he pulled it in maybe a little tighter, you know, he, he could, it would be the, it would be really well suited for, uh, a, a core book like that and not a, just a satellite or a miniseries or something like that. I think he's really kind of evolved here and I, I'm kind of mm-hmm. happy to see it. I mean, I like his, I like his other style anyway for other storytelling, but I like what he's done here. I like how he's pulled well, there, What's your con? What's your, that was your pro. What's your con? Um, my con is everything else. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, this, we've got, I, well, it's, We've got, you know, the Felicia joke, the friend with benefits joke. Um, I didn't like that so much. We've got, you know, if, if they keep trying to establish that Carly Cooper is the only one for Peter, why do they keep trying to throw in the fact that, you know, oh, there's a possibility he could still nail the black cat? You know, I mean, haven't they already hit that home? Really? No. Then, and then there's, a, and I like those, well, there's, you know, remember back in the, uh, Back in the old days of Spider-Man, you know, used to have him swinging to the city, and he'd be thinking about people, and you'd see the people like his giant faces and stuff. Right. And they do some, they do some of that here, except that it's about Carly Cooper, and it's forced. I mean, he's not thinking about, he shouldn't be thinking about Carly Cooper because there's nothing natural about their relationship, and it's just going to stand out more and more as it goes on. Um, I, I don't like Nora at all. I don't like just about anything with Nora in it. Another, another thing the fans were talking about is that fart joke. Was that offensive? It wasn't offensive, but I mean, should Spider-Man have to go to to fart? And as we're going to see later, dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, remember when Spider-Man could be yeah. good and it didn't have to resort to that crap? Yeah. 
Literally. The fact that the fact that they're having to do it, yeah, literally. The fact that they're having to do it now, um, it's it's you know it's kind of sad. It's yeah. I, I, oh here, I, and I want to say this. <clears throat> yeah. The Tricor stuff when he finally gets to Tricor for his new job. Because it's uh, the same place essentially, right? Right. Well, no, it is the same place. I mean, I actually fished out um, the old Tricorp issue, the Spider or ASM Volume Two, Number One. Mm-hmm. And he meets a guy in there named Walt. And Jr., you may remember this, but the the redheaded dude with the beard and the ponytail in here, and the glasses, oh yes, he looks exactly like Walt, <laughs> except like he's, a, he's a he's a little tubbier. But Peter met a guy who looked the exact same when he started the Tricorp. He, he had the same kind of mu- he had the exact same mustache <laughs> and a ponytail and he was like an old hippie guy. What's this guy's name? Um, Ed, Dave, I don't know. It's, uh, Max uh, Model. There it is. Yeah, they, they're building him. They're building him up. You know, it's like one of these artificial. Oh my God, is that guy? Oh my God. Bill Gates. Oh, and there's a, there's a really stupid couple of jokes there where like or Peter's like, can I hug him? And then later on, like, there's one of like some tubby lab assistant who's like, can I hug Peter? And that's you know. It, it's it, it's you know that's what I'm saying. Remember how it, everything now is it's it's like a character, it's like a parody now. Mm-hmm. Then it is straightforward stuff. Um, so that's about it. I give this. You want me to go ahead and grade it? Yeah. yeah what's your grade? Overall, I'm going to give this one. Uh, I'll give this one a. Uh, I just give this one a flat C. Okay. Uh, Zach, have we heard from your your grade on this one yet? He's out of the wind tunnel. Sorry, I had to turn the mute off. Um, As you drive. You're driving right now, aren't you? I am driving to work, actually. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> the biggest... Pr- Look, I agree with George. The artwork is is good for Ramos. Okay? <laughs> now, good for Ramos... That's not what, that's that's not what George mean, said. <laughs> well, no, no, no. George said that it, this was some of Ramos's better artwork on a, on Spider-Man. Correct? I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Uh, uh, okay. Well, I'll kind of use that. It's good for Ramos. Um, look, I, I don't. I didn't mind Ramos on Spectacular. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the um, hyper stylized artwork. The faces are all angular and all that junk. Um, where, you know, instead of having consistent facial structure, everybody has, like Gerard, our esteemed Spider-Man reviewer, said <laughs> that that the chins, one person would have a pointy chin, one person would have a round chin, well, the, other, the other person has a square chin, you know, all on the same page. Um, this, I think I'm just looking for a little more consistency in the artwork. Other than that, I, I, I you know, I don't think um, it was particularly... Terrible, just not my cup of tea. Um, okay. The MJ storyline. The MJ thing. What'd you think of that? Ah, uh, the MJ thing. It, it, it's annoying. Is yeah. it's annoying as shit. I mean, really, it is annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. But I would expect nothing less than um, well. Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to create a firestorm. Uh, we have enough of that on the front page. No shit. The. <laughs> Uh, what number of, is it now on the Six comments? Six forty-eight. Oh, on the front page, six hundred and. Hey, hey, Brad, can I ask Patty to do something real quick? Yeah, hit it. Sure. Hey, dude. Yeah. When when Peter when Peter showed up at Mary Jane's apartment, is there anything that you can think of in Mary Jane and Peter's history where uh, she wouldn't let him spend the night there anyway? 
where she wouldn't at least let him crash on the couch just because she's worried about him? Yep. Agreed. I completely okay. agree. Right. Um, didn't she do that uh, during the Conley run? Um, well, I mean, I, well, I'm sure he did. I, JR probably be better to ask for that because he can remember this stuff. Like, you know, like he's got it on an index card in his mind. <laughs> um, so, JR, do you remember yeah. that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tony. Juice, I need to get Tony on the phone. Tony, he'd be the one to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's well versed on the Conway run. Exactly. I'm almost positive, though, that there's there is a history in that Conway era that saw Peter like Mary, Peter crash on Mary Jane's couch. Um, yeah. yeah, I I completely agree with you, George. That's why I just it, it annoyed the it annoyed the shit out of me because you've got a character that genuinely like even even during the whole one moment in time nonsensical bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you still she's like I still care about you. I still I, you know I still want to be your friend. If if he really is your friend and he's the type type of guy that's down on his luck, he's he's never really shown a history of being like, hey, I'm going to abuse the couch privileges. Then let him stay at your damn house. So uh, annoy the crap on me. That's another pro or excuse me, another con. Um, the Tricorp, <laughs> the, the Tricorp version 2.0. Um, <laughs> oh, but this is different because well, he gets to do it on his own time because geniuses don't punch time clocks. Okay, fine. You got around that little bubble that uh, apparently Howard Mackey and John Byrne didn't think about. Okay? Uh, at the same time, the stuff that's been said, the way things have been acting, this is, this is, this is, a, you know, reboot 2.0 or 3.0. And I, it just, it's merely okay. It's not great. Um, I, I will say this. It's, it's much, it, it's much worse than the next story. But anyway, uh, I'll give this a B. I mean, B as in boy. Was B as in boy. All right. Just, just. I, I'm being a little generous today. I'm, I'm giving out Christmas gifts. Okay. <laughs> you're our Christmas miracle because you're on the line. Uh, Kev, we haven't heard from you, sir. Uh, well, I hope you're all wearing your depends because you're about to shit your pants. <laughs> I quite liked this. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed this issue. Uh, I thought the, especially the voices. Of most of the characters were spot on, particularly Spidey and Jonah. Those voices were perfect. I liked that it felt like it had a direction. I felt forward movement going on. The issue took time to read, and I, I really liked. It was it was an entertaining reading experience. I, I really liked it. Um, as, as for all this Horizon Labs Tricorp stuff. Honestly, I don't think the fact that somebody else has done an idea badly before should preclude somebody from trying to do it well now. You know, just because somebody had a misfire doesn't mean that idea should be off the table forever and ever. Uh, so I really don't mind it. And I didn't even mind Ramos's art here. I've long been a hater of Ramos's art, and I'll, I'll still say some of, the, some of the Avengers panels near the beginning look off because I just don't think he's a great choice for superhero art for the most part, but most of this book, I'm really kind of fine with it. George is right. It has tightened up, um, and I got used to it fairly quickly. I really didn't mind it. The only dislikes I have for the issue is just some continuity flubs. 
that uh, we've got the chameleon working for Dr. Octopus at the beginning here when, near the end of Origin of the Species, he's like, oh, he, he was going to kill me, he was going to kill me, and it just, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, even You know, Doc Gock's entire motivations feel like Origin of the Species didn't happen. This feels like a continuation of what Slot did with Dr. Octopus in number 600, which I'd be fine if Origin of the Species didn't happen, don't get me wrong, but since they just printed it, they should probably pretend it did. <laughs> and the the whole Nora story from last issue that really throws the time off, because here, like I said before, we've got Nora saying that, you know, oh, yeah, you can't take photos anymore. When it was just last issue, she was having him take photos for her. So that kind of takes you out of it. But overall, I found this a really enjoyable reading experience. I'm giving it a B plus. Okay. Uh, this will be shocking again that Kevin and I are giving the exact same grade on this issue. Uh, I, I too agree that the characters I thought were written well. I especially a scene, uh, Randy, uh, oh, Randy Robertson. I couldn't think of his last name. <laughs> Randy Robertson's like, Randy what, Robertson. Yeah, what, what do you want, Pete? You must need something. I'm like, that's, that's dead on. He, he, he's not a true well, friend to that guy. I thought that was head on. Um, yeah, that was, that was great. I will say that. That was, that's like the first time, I mean, yeah, we've seen Randy Robinson, Randy in other Dan Slott stories, but this is the first time they actually sat there, faced it head on, mm-hmm. the, the, the Dinkin, uh, exactly. the Dinkin era, because, because the Dinkin era, Randy was kind of like this, this character that was just not kind of there. Yeah. The other um, thing I liked, I, just, I thought the daylight savings time was a typical Spider-Man plot. I thought that was really kind of, clever etc and even i'm looking at this one page and george mentioned it earlier spider-man used to swing through the city with faces up in the clouds as he was talking about them we've actually got an exact panel of that with a whole bunch of faces up in the clouds uh the only i i i uh liked the uh going the the scene where he's at his last limbs and he has to knock on Aunt May's door for help uh, again. He's like, this is my low. I, I can't get any lower. I failed. I just thought that was just awesome. I mean, that's the poor guy. I mean, you really feel sorry for him. And then his luck turns a little bit, and he gets he gets a uh, a golden ticket or something. But the, the Mary Jane uh, scene, for me, knocked it from an A to a B. Uh, I just – this person has been with them for decades and to say, you know what, this ain't gonna work. Get the hell out of here. I, I, we're we're cracking up. We can't get out. Of here. It just seemed so forced, and that knocked it down for me. So B plus out of me. We're not even. We don't even have time to mention the Spider Girl story at the end of that one. I didn't it, read it. Even though we there all was, there was a Spider Girl story at the end. Yeah, even though we all paid an extra buck for it. <clears throat> uh, and also, I've been waiting years, literally what a decade, for the Hobgoblin to show up, and he did at the end of the issue, and I was like, oh hell yeah, that's awesome. We'll stop the show right about there. We have another hour of content to tackle before this month is over. Before I go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another spider deal they have this month is on the Carnage miniseries, issue number three. In this issue, it evidently features a new person in the Carnage suit, and it also makes Spider-Man miss old Cletus Cassidy. Well, the cover price for this book is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. For the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com, I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.